Welcome, Black Equity listeners, to another great episode of Black Equity Podcast. On this episode, we are going to sit down uh, and speak with the founder of Our Health app. We are going to have a really great conversation about the current state of Black health and how really everyone from different aspects of our community need to come together to have a communication, have a place to communicate the different things that are happening. So if you have anything to do with health, wellness, uh, the well-being of our culture, you need to listen to this episode and you need to share this episode with the entire community right now, right now. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast because this is our way of getting our message to each other without any middleman, without anyone getting in the way. Okay. Make sure you also follow us on uh, Instagram at Black Equity Network. If you are a company and you want to be part of our network, you need to join our uh, Black Equity Network portal. You can find that over on Instagram and you can sign up accordingly on there as well. So once again, let's get into our health because to us, health is wealth. And so if we don't have a good grasp on our health, we won't have a good grasp on anything else. My name is DJ Motri of Black Equity Network, and welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. All right, we are back for another great episode of Black Equity Podcast, and we have a special guest today, and I'm excited about this conversation because we're going to go down uh, a pathway that we we kind of talked about before, but I think we're going to be able to peel back some some deeper um, layers today uh, on the health sector. And so uh, we have Eric on the line. Eric, welcome to Black Equity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. Uh, if you could, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your uh, organization. Sure. So uh, my name is Eric Chiambekeza. Um, organization. So I, I have a consulting company, it's Qualic Health, underneath which I started Our Health Community. Um, so Our Health Community really came about the end of 2019, so December 2019, through you know conversations at that time, um, really with the intent to uh, increase visibility, accessibility to Black health information. Um, you know, that morphed, had a couple of iterations, ultimately in March beginning to then develop in a mobile app, which is what it's become now uh, that we launched in July. So mobile app, again, focused around increasing visibility, accessibility to health information, really related to, to black health and black information. So where, where I want to go with this is why is information about health important for the black community? Why is that something that needs to be out there? Right. So that's what guides our, our everyday behavior, right? You know, so we're bombarded daily, uh, whether it's on the news or social media or you know, YouTube, wherever you get your information, we're bombarded with information about health. However, if that information is coming from, you know, maybe people who don't look like you or mm -hmm. coming from people who may not have uh, an extensive background in your background or anything that is related to your culture, uh, then that information, while maybe factual, maybe great, is not immediately pertinent or applicable 
to you, you know? So I think in a time like now, when we have a pandemic that is adversely affecting, you know, black Americans, it's vitally important that we have information, not only related to, you know, the, the pandemic, but other aspects of, of black health that are specific to black, you know, it, it's, it's necessary. Um, we need to hear it from the mouths of those who are reputable, who look like us, and again, have our best interests. So what are some of those issues that are currently facing us? What are some of the, the big ones that we should know about and maybe some of the hidden ones that, uh, that most people aren't talking about? Mm. So I think some of the big ones are, are you know, pretty well known, you know, just, again, being adversely affected by, again, the pandemic or, you know, diseases like lupus, and hypertension and diabetes. You know, we have significantly higher rates of um, you know, morbidity and, and even mortality as it relates to those particular diagnoses. But I think what is some of the underlying factor and what does not necessarily go talk, uh, not, 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 not necessarily spoken about as it relates to, you know, health equity, if you will, is really the reasons why. And, you know, I think a lot of that um, is, is rooted in knowing the community and really caring about the community. So one of the hidden issues, you know, I'll just kind of give an example you have, you know, let's say two women, middle-aged, that go to their primary care provider or physician, and they're told that they have hypertension, both of them. Um, same age, they are, you know, they're mothers, they have three children. Uh, let's say the white person will then come out of that, and they're told to have a glass of wine to relax them. Uh, maybe that'll help with bringing down their, their heart condition or eat better, uh, maybe exercise a little bit more. Maybe the black lady is told the same thing, but she's also told, hey, you should also lay off of some of the fried foods. You should also change your diet. You know, you should also exercise and, you know, eat better, which is, again, valid, but that comes with some assumptions. And then it also comes with um, a lack of knowledge. There very well could be reasons why, you know, our, our black sister can't, you know, eat the things that are suggested to her or exercise because maybe she's a single mother and she works from nine to five, nine to six, comes off and has three children to cook for. You know, there are a lot of underlying reasons. So um, I think the big issue again is, you know, we're just adversely affected. And then kind of the, the smaller hidden reasons is that um, there's an underlying reason why we are adversely affected that I think is not really being addressed at the root level. So some of those underlining um, issues, I know we did an episode in the past where we kind of touched on food deserts yeah, and how they're impacting uh, the black community. And I've always found that to be a fascinating topic that for some odd reason keeps going uh, unchecked. Uh, I, I don't understand how a problem sits there like that all over the country. And we're just like, oh, okay. You know, right. there's food deserts and then there's books on it and there's everything else on it. And yeah. then there's no actual solutions. Right, right. Um, outside of, of food deserts, uh, then there's also uh, the uh, lack of capital to be able to pay uh, for the best possible health care. Mm-hmm. Um, how does just taking those two or others that you are aware of, how can those be tackled through the app that you developed? Uh, well, I think one of the big things that um, we've seen lately is just this huge push, you know, for data. That's several years back why, 
doctor's offices, hospitals made the migration from uh, having paper charts to you know now using an electronic system because now you're able to capture data, but then also have actionable data essentially. Um, we have a lot of, you know, it's gonna be a roundabout answer to, to answer the question, but we have a lot of groups. We have a lot of health uh, thought leaders out there on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, everywhere, you know, with valid resources, valid answers and suggestions as to how we can combat some of these problems, but they're also very spaced out. And I think anytime that you have, you know, segmented or fragmented information like that, it's very hard to then kind of come together with a, a solution that would um, maybe not accurately depict every person's uh, maybe idea or ideals, but it, it, I think it would be a great start. So I think with the app, we are bringing the ideas of many of these thought leaders, both from the experts to the layperson, resources from the experts to the layperson, but then also our authentic organic experiences in one place. And so, of course, there underlying there is some data there. There's also more anecdotal experiences, right, that we get to see. And so having those experiences that are not easily captured when you're face-to-face -face with a provider um, gives us more insights as to how we can attack some of these problems because we understand what those problems are from the source. I have the opportunity to uh, download your app and uh, begin using it. Why go down the path of an application? Why was it important to use that as the vehicle uh, to create this ecosystem that you're referring to? Yeah, so uh, I have a Facebook, but I don't use Facebook. I haven't used it in years. And so, you know, to that point, like there are a lot of, a lot of groups out there, a lot of different avenues that you can go. And I felt like the most, um, you know, and excuse the term, but the most, most agnostic way to do it was to create a mobile application that doesn't require, you know, your integration into another particular platform. So everybody's not big with, with, with Instagram or not big with Twitter, but this doesn't require any of those, you know? So I went that way because I felt like it was the easiest way and quickest way to really bring information from a lot of different uh, avenues into one space that most people will have access to. How long does that process take from the, the moment that you have this idea of putting an app together to the formation of the app uh, and being able to bring the users onto your app to have this centralized location for uh, health discussion. How long does that process take for you? How long did it take? Uh, well, I'll let you know when that process is done. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, no, but, but in that, like, again, the, the idea came about in, in December, you know, um, I was talking to my then girlfriend, now wife, about it and, and had an idea. And I was like, you know, we really should have a streaming platform. Like I was looking for, again, some health videos on YouTube and we always hear the algorithm, algorithm is not always helping us. You know, we're always on the wrong side of the algorithm, right? And so it's very difficult to find that information from, again, people who look like us. Um, so I was like, well, how great would it be to have this platform that is a streaming platform where we can put our information there and, you know, content creators create their videos and what other incentives do they have? Well, they like to get paid for it. Right. So everybody wants to be monetized. Well, let's figure out a structure so that we can actually pay them without, you know, needing what the other prerequisites are for the, for the larger platforms. Um, so that was really the road that I went down for the first like quarter of the year, first three, four months or so. And that proved to be, you know, quite difficult, right? Uh, had the platform created, but again, there was just a lot of 
other barriers that I needed to kind of face or, or overcome in order to make that really work. Um, then decided to go the application route. So not only having just the video content, but also just authentic discussion. You know, people will post on there just to post. They may have products, things like that. And that started again around March, um, launched, soft launch of the app in July. So was that about four months of the actual app development, but seven months or so with the total concept to the version that we have now. I definitely appreciate your dedication because in in this world, some would view that as a, a quick turnaround to have this idea and be able to at least start seeing some of the fruits of your labor. Obviously, like you said, you're still working towards uh, the vision that you uh, set out to do. Um, part of that vision, who who would you like to attract into your frequency to continue the work that you're doing and get it to the true vision and have the uh, have that vision manifest. Right. Who are you, who are you looking to to attract to make sure that we're able to do that? Yeah. So, you know, I'm looking for a number of different people. So, first of all, obviously, I, I would love health professionals. You know, I want to have the people on the front lines, and you know, black people on the front lines: the nurses, the doctors, the dentists, the uh, hygienists. You know, all of that. I want to hear from their perspective. I also want you know, some health administrators, people that have run, let's say, federally qualified health centers, may run physicians' offices, hospitals even. Um, also would love to hear from people who take more of an alternative approach, a holistic approach to health. That's people who may follow a vegan lifestyle, people who are into yoga, fitness, um, self-care, mental health, behavioral health, you know, all of those aspects, again, from the professional side, but then also on, you know, more of the just the common side of the people that may not be the professionals, but have had experience with it. Um, with, I think having both of those people again in the same sort of community, having that conversation without being filtered through, you know, other media channels would be hugely beneficial. Now we talked about the health professionals, health administrators, yoga, alternative medicine. When they show up from after listening to this episode and uh, want to be part of your vision, what exactly should they do next? Once they've downloaded the app, what is the next steps to make sure this is a thriving community that you envision? Post, post, you know, and so the biggest thing, if my mission being uh, increasing visibility and accessibility to, you know, black health information, once you've created a profile, you can post. And I want you to post anything that is black health related you know, directly or even indirectly, just post. Um, we don't filter, you know, we have people who are not black in there. And I, there's a, a funny uh, post in there. The lady responded, she's like, you know, I was invited to this community and, you know, I, I love what you're doing. I just full disclosure, I'm white. Is it okay if I stay? And I'm like, absolutely. Like we need people from all sides and all perspectives to come in. Just remember that this is focused on, again, the, the promotion of black health. So when they come in post, Know, any information resources you have if there's something else that you would like you know a, a different sort of push or uh, encouragement you know you can shoot me a message in the app I'm, I'm in the app all the time um, or on Instagram or anything like that but uh, you can talk about some some other ways to kind of get your stuff to the forefront but everyone has the same sort of access in there to post and to message others and to you know even form other groups and communities 
Now, I want to make sure I repeat that. So white people are allowed into the Our Health app. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. White people, Spanish, you know, (laughs) everybody is allowed in there. You know, it's not an exclusionary thing, but the focus is black health. And I think that, yes, it's important that we have a seat at the table, you know, uh, or we create our own table or whatever sort of philosophy you follow. But I think that if we do have some people that are sitting at those proverbial tables, if they know at least what we think, because they've seen it, they've heard it from our mouth in our community, then that's again, another start. So I would love to have other people. You mentioned during earlier in this episode, my favorite word. And whenever I mention this word, people think that I'm just using it as a, uh, a key word because it sounds cool, but I really do have a lot of experience in this space. You mentioned equity and for you, you were mentioning health equity. So, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I want to just go down this road just a little. What is health equity to you and why is that important? Mm. So, you know, uh, I have a cube. Right? Okay. Rubik's cube. You have a Rubik's cube. I see it. This is how I view health equity. All right. Okay. We know that it's a puzzle just like any other person would experience a puzzle. If you come into your doctor's office, whatever you're facing, your ailments at that time is a puzzle. Now, traditionally, the fix is go do this, this, and this. Like the example I gave in the beginning, eat better, exercise more, sleep more. But that doesn't always work, you know. So when it comes to health equity or social determinants of health, you have, you know, like you mentioned, food. You have finances. You have your environment. You have education. You have all of these different aspects that should technically center around the core, which is the patient. And so if you tell this person, hey, you know, you need to eat better, okay? Anytime that you change a face, you affect other aspects of that person's life. Gotcha. So you have to consider all of those other aspects. So health equity to me is understanding that while difficult, the patient's at the core, the center doesn't move while difficult, it's a solvable puzzle. You just have to recognize that there are other aspects of that person's life that will be affected and you have to be willing and able to address those things. Now, you've given us game on health equity. You've talked about uh, the app that you developed. You talked about your consulting company. Now, usually I do this in the beginning of the conversation, but I wanted to wait. Why does all this matter to you so much? Why, why care about black health? Why care about uh, the, the health equity? Why care about uh, these, these, uh, these patients on the, on the end? Just make your money, man. Just make as much money as you want and don't worry about the patients. That's what they've been telling us for years. Why do you care uh, about all of this uh, that you're speaking on? Right, because I, I, I work in the, the healthcare field, you know. I, I've been over the operations and finance for federally qualified health centers. I've worked with home health agencies. I've worked with hospitals. Like, I've worked and I've seen on the administrative side how things operate, and typically it is a, a matter of numbers, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. And But I'm also on the other side as part of that. You know, my mother has a chronic condition. She has lupus, and she's had it now for over 20 years, and that is something that, again, adversely affects African-American women, but there's not a whole lot of, of research done specifically for African-American women. So it's important to me because it is me, you know, and if mm-hmm. I have a future in this world and if I choose to 
uh, or when the time comes to pass anything down, you know, to, to future generations, I have to be here to do that. And I think without health, I mean, nothing else really matters. Health is truly the foundation of, you know, everybody's talking about generational wealth and uh, making their money, but you really can't do none of that if you can't enjoy it. Can't enjoy it, right? If you can't enjoy it, it, it doesn't really matter. If your if your mental health is not there, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, take me down this path because I can see this being a really great opportunity uh, for investors. I know you didn't you didn't mention them yet. You you mentioned the health professionals, the administrators, the yoga, and we want all of them. But I also have a feeling that investors should be very aware of this space. Um, what is your message to investors who are listening to this episode and uh, want to participate in uh, your vision and possibly working with you? Hmm. So with the first iteration of this, you know, of Our Health, it, it began as Our Health TV. And that was something that was, again, going to be a platform that it was going to be a streaming platform. The ultimate goal to have at least 24 hours a day of health information that is, you know, unique curated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, one person can't create that much content, right? And so I want to content from those who are already creating it, perhaps bringing them in from other from other platforms, but then that also requires funding. Mm-hmm. So with the model that we had, it was a subscription based model, and the reason that idea was scrapped, I'll say, or, or at least uh, kind of put on the back burner was because I felt like I was then creating the very barrier that I was trying to combat, you know, by having sort of that subscription um, up front. And so the biggest thing would be anything that really allows us to encourage and to continue to compensate fairly the content creators would be a tremendous, tremendous benefit because that is not something that they're getting from other platforms if they have not, quote unquote, mastered the algorithm. So uh, also, because that could be a message for investors, but also if you're a strategic partner out there, if you have a company that uh, could fit nicely into creating that content or doing some type of a joint venture, there's an opportunity there is what I'm hearing there's an opportunity to, hey, our health, your company, come together. We put the content, uh, you know, side by side and make sure that we're on the same mission and we can definitely impact lives all over the world. That is absolutely right. You know, and the, and the idea, again, is, is bringing all of these eyes into one space. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like with... Uh, I don't know, kind of going into a a bazaar, if you will, or, you know, the flea market, you know, there are things there that you didn't go to see, but you'll see them because you're there. And so there are a number of people that may come across some other content creators or some other resources that they didn't initially intend to find, but because they're in this space, they're in our health and they see, oh, they're working with so-and-so company that produced this piece of content. That's another potential consumer or receiver of their information because now all of these eyes are in one place. What are your thoughts on, because I've been involved in some conversations recently around us actually owning more in the healthcare sector, like us actually owning the hospital or us actually owning the facilities. Do you have any thoughts on that at all uh, with your background in in that area? 
Yeah. So as far as I think ownership in and of itself is a great idea. Um, owning hospitals or owning the facilities, I think it requires a very strategic approach, um, which facilities that we want to own. You know, obviously our population is aging. So if you're going to, you know, home health agencies, as an example, long-term care, things like that. Um, adult daycares are great uh, for kind of a long-term idea if you're, if you're going to be choosing to own anything in, in that space. Um, but I also think it's important that we consider something that is currently at the, how do I say, um, almost at the control of politics, um, mm -hmm. which would be health insurance. Okay. You know, and so I, I don't know that we have a great handle on that. Number one, just the transparency and understanding the importance of health insurance, but then really explaining it, breaking it down and simplifying it in a fashion that would allow for everybody to have access to a type of health care, or a type of insurance that they really do need and understand. And so I think insurance would be um, an interesting, but a great place to start as it relates to ownership. That's interesting that you said that. I haven't heard anyone come from that angle before, and you've touched on it a little bit. So health insurance, if we had more equity in that particular space, then that would give us a lot more leverage to decide what the rules are in this health game. Well, I call it a game, but the health space. Absolutely. You think about, I mean, health insurance is a company, right? And so you're paying into something that they hope you don't use. Mm -hmm. Meaning, yes, they would love to keep you healthy, but also if you don't present at the hospital, don't present to your doctor with any ailments, they don't have to pay for it. You know, so, okay, that sounds like something that we need to be a part of, number one, because it could be a solid business model, but also because we're incentivized then to also keep our people healthier, but for the right reasons, not just because it's financially driven. Great, great perspective. Um, have you seen, since you de developed this app, what types of different regions or sectors, not even sectors, but countries have gravitated towards your mission? Has it been all US-based or are you seeing international um, users as well? What has that been like for you? So primarily US-based, but I have gotten a couple of people from the UK and uh, one from Ghana and I think a couple from Nigeria as well. So um, international may be coming. That would be great, you know, because I, I know, yes, we all are black, but we also all have different experiences and health is right. different different parts of the world. So um, right now it is primarily U.S.-based, but we do have some international influences there. I asked that question because I'm wondering if, it, if, if there's going to be a lot of red tape here. Let's just say there is a lot of red tape, which I believe there is. Mm -hmm. There may be an opportunity for us to um, go to some of these emerging countries, emerging areas, and get a hold of those areas before someone else does, mm. uh, and be able to get that uh, health insurance company, um, buy that particular hospital or facility or long-term care in that particular area, partner with our help app uh, in order to uh, bring health to that particular area, and then leverage that model at that particular area. Um, let's just say somewhere small uh, in size, like a like a Haiti or a Jamaica or somewhere like that. 
where you can then leverage um, the programs and the different things that we've implemented and say, we need to then bring this to the United States. And then it leads to my next question of, because then we have a proven model, we can then leverage grants uh, from the uh, federal government uh, to come to our health and say, we're, need, we're gonna need the necessary funding for the next five years in order to solve this particular problem. Is anything I'm saying making any sense uh, in your mind? Because this is your world. I'm just trying to understand it. Yeah, no, that, that definitely makes perfect sense. And I think, um, you know, places like you said, like Haiti or uh, even places in Bahamas, Jamaica, mm-hmm. you know, smaller countries like that, but with the same sort of demographic that we are targeting, yes. uh, would be great to start with a model and, and a, a model that would work and, and we could suggest and show that this this does work and this does improve health outcomes. This is truly functioning the way it's supposed to function as, you know, whether it's an insurance type plan or one that is, again, maybe not focused so much on uh, sick care, but health care. So we're going to pay for the other things. We're going to help you, you know, again, get the healthier foods or we're going to make sure that you can have a gym membership or, you know, get the supplements that you need, things like that. You know, some of the ancillary things that I think insurance companies don't currently focus on. Um, behavioral health and mental health, I think, needs additional coverage as well without another insurance. But uh, I definitely think that you are spot on with that. And there are places right here in the country um, Mm -hmm. that would be a great starting place for that. You know, we have uh, smaller insurance companies that are starting up that are tech-based, I'll say, um, that have have recently launched within the last four or five years or so. Mm -hmm. And on, on the very premise of simplifying things. You know, and so I think that, again, that is important and simplifying things is important, but also attacking and addressing the issues that are important to us to keep us healthier. Uh, And before we go, I I do want you to let us know how we can collaborate with you and work with you. But before we do that, um, you just mentioned, you know, there are some places in the United States and you're more talking about the smaller insurance companies that have been built up the last few years. Um, but as you were saying that, I was thinking, hmm, what city is he going to say? Because I thought you were going to say a city. Oh, yes. Like, like you know, I'm, I'm proposing Jamaica or um, Bahamas, uh, Caribbean. Yeah. But if you had to choose three cities in the United States to build a model around using our health app and leverage that for grant opportunities for federal government, for investors to say, look what we did in this particular city or this particular area uh, without giving away all the secret sauce. Um, what are some of those those cities look like in your estimation? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with Palm Beach County at all, but that is, that's mm-hmm. where I reside in Palm Beach County. Unfortunately, has been one of the deciding factors in you know previous elections. It, it typically comes down to Palm Beach County, Broward County, Miami-Dade. But mm. um, I think that the makeup of our county is, is interesting as it's very representative of, you know, the makeup of the country. And so you gotcha. can go from one side, which is the um, more western side of the county, and you are in one of the poorest areas in the country where a lot of sugarcane is produced. It's very agricultural. It also, several years back, had the highest rate of HIV in the, in the country. Um, but then you take the very same road as far east as you can go and you'll run into Mar-a-Lago, uh, you know, where, where Trump resides. So 
it's a, a very interesting area. But I think focusing on a county like Palm Beach County, but more or less the um, area like Bell Glade, Pahokee, uh, you know, spaces like that. But then also maybe some larger, <clears throat> more urban areas like uh, maybe in Atlanta, uh, the real DC, if you will, uh, mm -hmm. Philadelphia, I think are great places. Uh, portions of Chicago, more in the suburbs, but like Southside, I think are great again for demographic reasons. And you um, also get a nice representative group. Um, again, black people, but also of uh, different economic statuses, if you will. So right. Focus on places like that. Now, I, I know we're going to let everybody know how they can work with you and collaborate, but you mentioned a, a name, and I have to uh, at least ask Have you seen Trump running through your city, man? Have you seen him driving through? through your area and does he shut down the city when he comes through because i know he shuts down charlotte when he comes through here yeah yeah he does shut down the city and again his house there's a road that leads literally directly to his house we used to live right off of that road and um i also live not far from the airport so they shut down you know whatever radius around the airport and, and yeah he definitely disrupts things so i i figured that because as soon as <laughs> i know when trump's in charlotte because half the city is blocked off yep. and, and it's like nothing can move. I'm like, what is going on here? What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, so how can people uh, collaborate with you? How can they work with you? How can they invest in you? How can they pour into you? What are the best pathways and avenues to do that? Uh, well, first and foremost, download the app. You know, you can get it on Apple app store, the, the, uh, as our health community, as well as Google Play Store, our health community, and you can message me there. Um, you could also message me on Instagram, our health app, Twitter, our health app, um, on LinkedIn, our health community, um, and email eric at qualichealth.com. Qualich is Q-U-A-L-I-C health.com. Now, I know you were talking earlier uh, about that being also the consulting company. What types of uh, companies do you consult? I just want to make sure I get that on the record one more time, just so if people are listening, they know if they should be contacting you on the consulting side. Mm -hmm. So that's a uh, federally qualified health centers. I've worked with home health agencies, private practices, uh, outpatient practices that are in hospital systems. Um, really those four or five areas. Okay, definitely. Primarily around care coordination, care management services, things like that. Well, you know, once again, I, I have the app on my phone. I'm excited about the movement uh, that you have built. And to me, it's a short amount of time. It may not have felt short to you, uh, <laughs> but uh, in a short amount of time, I feel like you're shifting uh, our culture, shifting society. And so I'm really excited about people hearing this message and then gathering around to figure out where they fit in, how they can uh, help mobilize. Uh, and thank you for all the, the work that you're doing uh, for uh, our community and really communities all over the world. Because if you impact the black community, to me, you impact all communities, in my Absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. So thank you so much for our health community, our health uh, app. Um, definitely excited to see where we go with this and the doors are open. You can come back anytime for us to continue these conversations because people need to know that health is wealth. Yes. It's the most important thing. And so thank you so much for all that you've done. No, thank you for having me and thank you for this platform. It's necessary. Definitely. Thank you. 
What a great conversation with the CEO of Our Health app. You need to download that app right now. If you are interested in partnering or collaborating or doing anything in this particular space, you want to send us an email over at blackequitynetwork at gmail.com. Blackequitynetwork at gmail.com. Send us a message immediately if you are interested in partnering or collaborating with our guest today or a guest from the past. And if you want exclusive access, you want to sign up for our Patreon, our Patreon community. Once you become a member, you actually receive uh, direct access to early content or get content early. And then also we will make a personal introduction to anyone within our network uh, on your behalf. So go ahead and head over to our Patreon. You can find it over on Instagram. Follow us there at Black Equity Network and make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Thank you so much for listening and uh, putting the time in to spend with us. For me, quality time is key. That's why we spend this time with our different guests so you get to know them and get to decide for yourself if that that is someone that you want to collaborate and work with. Thank you again for listening, and we will be talking to you again soon.